0: Stop, 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 stop. Now, what you hear is not a joke, it's a comedian who's also woke. Spreading the word all throughout the nation on white supremacy and its variations. Randolph Terras gets on the phone, giving you the bars from straight off the dome. And when he's prone to get in the zone, I can catch your back up off the microphone. Sometimes he might interrupt the guest. Get back on track, cause he knows what's best. And all the rest are on a quest for Mass and Gill. Because they not so fresh. Nevertheless, he will impress Giving you the game that you almost missed Just a very smooth brother voting Democrat. Cause he's pragmatic but he's also blunt. Dropping gems on how to stay in shape We moving weight, not of the interstate Gonna teach you how to hook up that state And stay awake and don't perpetrate Fuck Chick-fil-A and the NFL Cause they are not righteous and he's mad as hell And he will not fail to excel So just pull up a chair and heed these tails. All your other casters get your weight up Freddy in your dreams you got to stay up reparations it's time to pay up it's time for the man who keeps it straight up you want to break bread and put your plate up enlightenment we elevate up come on randolph it's time to wake up tell all the people it's time to wake up we'll- now i'm
1: sitting outside so i don't know if it's is it recording Yup, sure is Right. Yeah, man, I saw Northam just... He gave the stay-in, shelter-in-place order a little while ago.
2: Yeah, and then and then some people just hit me up saying that that stay-at-home order until June 10th.
1: Yeah, but it's really... You know what? I was looking at it with my wife. If you go back and look at it, print it out. It's the same shit that, at least from what we've been doing, it's the exact same shit.
2: Right. You know? Right. So hopefully that, that's just to make people... Right. Scare them a little bit, make make some people take it more seriously.
1: Right. I was just about to tweet that that this right here is uh you better quit fucking around order, basically. Y'all better quit this fucking right. around because the next one's gonna yeah. be stay your ass in the house, period. That's gonna be the next one. Right. You know. Right. But these motherfuckers won't take shit seriously. So I don't I don't know. I, know, man. I don't I don't understand hey. what the fuck their problem is. Young motherfuckers, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I would put it on young people, yeah. but I see old motherfuckers out in the neighborhood just defiant.
2: Yeah, but but it is like I I'm, I see people all over my different social media feeds just acting like this is this is vacation time. Like no, <laughs> motherfuckers having cookouts and just yep. carrying on like normal. Yep. And then Northam just says that fifty per over over half of the people that have. Uh, contracted it in Virginia are under or under fifty yeah. years old. Yeah.
1: So Yeah, motherfuckers don't care, man. When 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 people start dying, then you know, so give it another week when the when the deaths start. Right. You know.
2: I mean the deaths are going up like across yeah. the, the country, but I guess you're saying in Virginia like
1: Yeah. Yeah. because yeah. it's hot spots right now. Like the deaths in New York are going up. Man, I just saw a video today Cops had to go to a party, a Los Angeles ignorant ass black folks. They trying to have a birthday party for a kid. Cops had to come and shut that shit down. And they standing in the street arguing with the cops. I'm like, what are you doing? Go the fuck home. What are you? <laughs> what? Are you-, <laughs> you know? Yeah,
2: it's, it's it's crazy how people aren't taking it seriously, man. But yeah, and
1: the cops ain't arresting nobody right now because they don't they can't put them nowhere. So they know they just gotta look at these motherfuckers and just be like, "Look at this dumb motherfucker."
2: Right. So yeah, I think the address today was like the last warning before yeah. we gotta take the gloves off.
1: Yeah, yeah, take and it, I would prefer not to go that route, but I don't see these. I don't see these motherfuckers gaining any sense. No. Yeah, I agree. You know, I just I don't see it, man. I don't see nah. it. So that's where we're at, dog. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's a strange time, especially for, you know, performers. You yeah, know, like ourselves people in the arts. It's just really man. the good thing about it is I mean, I, I do see a lot of artists and entertainers using this as a time to to get creative and um try to make the most of it. Like um, you know, all these different DJs yeah um using their platform to have these different Instagram lives channels where they're doing these and shit Absolutely. like that um, you know there, there are some positives with it but it just sucks that you know it, 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 it's taking such a hit on the live shows and you know yeah. uh, it, it, it's, it's really killing a lot of artists' pockets you know
1: yeah man all my comedy is done right now that's out um, my home club has shut it up they are in trouble you know. Yep. Both draft houses are in trouble. Um, they may go under. The DC improv has shut its doors, had to lay off its whole its whole staff early. They had to lay off their staff early. So ain't no telling. I just saw the Kennedy Center was doing comedy. I just saw they had a thing where they they're not paying their musicians. Yeah. You
2: know.
1: Jeez. Yeah, yeah. All of us that are kind of in the in the creative game, at least like you said, hip-hop artists can, can do stuff online. I don't know how lucrative it can be.
2: Right. But you for comedy, gotta...
1: I can't do a comedy set on live. I see there are people that are trying to do it, but yeah, that's not standard. Co- you know. Yeah, uh,
2: a couple of comedians that were actually at the show that I came in and saw you had that first time right? Uh, were actually a part of some gig uh, – a couple of days ago right it right. was just strange I saw like the behind the scenes picture up there in an empty room just doing their set in front of a camera yeah you it know, doesn't and it work just, That's strange it, yeah. yeah it, it <laughs> doesn't
1: work in order to do stand up and look in order to have a hot hip hop performance you need the audience right if it's a whack audience then what you gonna do so exactly amplify that times 10 in stand up you know what I mean right because it's really like a conversation it's like a one-sided conversation
2: it is i mean completely eliminate the the crowd work factor you know and i mean that goes it, it is it is it is multiplied in the comedy world uh for sure but but yeah it's same effect with uh with, the, with any live music. You know, right. you need that crowd there right. To, right. To, to to give you life. It's that 360 energy. You put the energy out there, they give it back, and then that's how the whole thing works. Yeah. But yeah. that's why, you know, I mean, what I'm trying to do, the upside is I'm basically like locked in the studio now. You know, my home studio, I'm just, I can just bang out a lot of music so, you know, and I can still put that, put that stuff out and then by the time this shit breaks, I have a whole lot of new material to, yeah. to, to the take Rona, on the road. So. The Rona tapes. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. The same
3: way, exactly.
1: I've been writing a lot more, but it hasn't been a lot of jokes. It's been a lot more introspective stuff, you know. Right. Also, because of my my overnight writing job that I'm I'm writing, I have to write about this shit every day, every day. So I don't, <laughs> every day I'm writing about it. So when I'm yeah. sitting around, I write about it just but there's, I mean, there's jokes enough, I guess, because I am funny, but it's not like putting a set together. At some point, I'm going to have to st- right. start putting sets together, you know, and then uh, that'll be, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what comes out on the other side of all this.
2: Yeah. It's,
1: I've been torn it's around strange. writing a, writing a, 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 a trying to write a, and I'm doing air quotes, a book of essays. Maybe that's maybe that'll come out of this. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know.
2: We'll yeah, see. I mean, it's it's like I don't know. It just depends on how you look at it. There's a lot of things to write about, but there's also not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's uh, it, it's just such a unique situation that there are a lot of takes that you can, you know, have on it. But you know, it's just like the world stops. You know, there's no sports on. There's no. There's nothing. Oh, yeah. There's no concerts. But it's just it's weird and it's gonna stay this way for a little while so
1: I know. you know, I know and then we're just in the yeah. house how have your workouts been going?
2: my workouts have been actually man like <laughs> I think because I I'm, was like so fearful of this getting the best of me and just making me just completely say fuck it and like sit around and just write and drink all day and shit like that I, I've done the opposite so I've had like very, very productive days because uh, the first week I was quarantined, it was like, yeah, I was a shithead, man. I was like eating, eating shitty and not really working out. Exactly. And then I was Same like, nah. Did you go just, to
1: that thing of walking around in your pajamas all day? Did you do that one? I did that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, this has got to stop. So last week, you know, starting on like Sunday, started a started a new, you know, workout and back on my my health shit far as diet and uh i'm feeling great like i'm i'm like i said i'm trying to make the most of this right instead of you know let let it drive me crazy
1: right i went through the same thing um and and again i work from 12 to from like 12 to 5 12 to 6 you know so i get up i go to sleep i get up around 10 11 you know and now now my wife and daughter are home so, and I don't have a gym to go to to work with clients during the day. So I'm just here, you know what I mean? So like right. the first week I was just pajamas and a robe and I was like, all right, this, I can't do this shit. <laughs> and then my daughter, my daughter yeah. got this, when my daughter got the announcement that school was out through the school year, she started getting the school work online. And then I'm looking at her, and she's doing her schoolwork in her underwear and a t shirt. I was like, okay, all of this right now is going to stop. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're going to start acting like we got some goddamn sense. So I make it a point to get dressed in the morning. You know, I put, some, I put actual clothes on, you know, get up in the morning and go run, get in a heavy workout, stretch out, throw kicks, get, in, get everything in like I would normally do. You know, sit with her while she does yeah, work. My wife does her work from home. You know, but so we all you, make it. Are up. you working from home? From yeah, I work, I work from home. Yeah, because okay. they don't let us. Like, um, I used to go up to the studio twice a week, and that ended early before any of this. They were like, okay, we don't want mm-hmm. you coming to the studio. Nobody coming to the studio. I'm like, that's fine with me. You know, so I would go to the studio twice a week and write from home three days another week. Now it's just every day I write from home. Which is, I mean, right. it's fine, you know, it's fine. I just send my shit in, but no one's there. Everybody's writing from home, so
2: yeah, you know, that's so that, 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 uh, that walking around, that yeah. walking around in your pajamas shit. Is, yeah, I
1: can, shit, so like, I can do that shit. I do shit all day, dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> pajamas so like in a Star Wars robe. I can do that shit all day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's uh, Saturday. We uh, we said, yo, let's uh. Let's go out tonight, you know. And so we did like a, like a, a, a restaurant. We made the crib a restaurant, you know. Mm-hmm. We had, uh we had, we had men, menus and shit, signature cocktails. You know what I'm there saying? There you go. Yeah, you gotta get creative, coffee. man. And I, I dressed up, you know, like I was stepping out. Yeah. And and it it, it kind of tricked my mind a little bit. Yeah. For a second, I, I really thought I, I really thought I was I left.
1: Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get creative. We we got all be yeah, man. as creative as we can. Luckily, you're a creative dude, <laughs> you know. If not, right. you'd just be sitting on the couch.
2: I know, man. I feel bad for some people, but maybe this will make them a little more creative.
1: Okay. They ain't gonna.
2: let are <laughs> They
1: ain't gonna. The creative the creative motherfuckers are already being creative. Everybody else is just. Fact. That's why they keep going out because they can't occupy their minds.
2: Right. Right. They gotta be
1: sucks, man. out. I gotta be out. I gotta be out. No, you don't. Know, better stay your ass home. Before we all Not die. No, let's man, get a grip on this shit.
2: Yeah, I guess I'm I'm grateful for that, you know. Yeah. I, 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 it's in my blood, you know.
1: Yeah. Well let's talk about yeah, your origin so. story a little bit. I I had for my listeners, they know I had kind of seen you. I've talked about you a little bit on the podcast already. With any mm-hmm. of the cats. Um I'd seen you in the gym a bunch of times, you know, and I think we started speaking because you had on a tribe called Quest T shirt and I had on <laughs> those tri- I had on those tribe socks. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah. we kinda started speaking about that. But even then I didn't know you were in hi- and you didn't know I was doing comedy, I didn't know you were in hip hop. So we didn't know we were both I
2: know that shit was We were
1: both in the funny. game. Right. You
3: know. Yeah. I like, just knew we were in the gym.
1: You your girl is in the gym. My wife is in the gym. That's all we knew. You know, we were in the gym. So, what's your yeah, origin story thinking- as far as that? First of all, give the people your full name and let the people know everything about you. You said my full name.
2: Yeah, let them know. Unless you don't want to give me a government. Yeah, it's my, up to you. my government. no, nah, you can give my government because I mean, if you Google my stage name, you'll find it anyway. But uh, yeah, Travis Ludden is my is my government name. Um Kane is the name that I go by in the in the hip hop world, uh, C A N E. But um
1: Why'd you pick that? But name?
2: yeah, man. Um so it was I had a lot of bad rap names before that one. Um that I will not disclose <laughs> at this
1: point. <laughs>
2: um, you don't want to give up your name, T
1: Dog? You don't give up your name? <laughs> T Dog, yo,
2: that's funny. Uh some people in my family, one of my uncles still calls me T Dog. That was not ever like a self proclaimed alias, but a lot of my family members called me yeah. Um but yeah it was uh, it was originally the hurricane okay off of uh from the from the boxer, um yeah, Ruben Reuben Carter. Reuben, Reuben Carter. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like kind of inspired by that story and how he used his words To you know his life right
3: um
2: and then and then also like when i started i was the big like punchline rapper so it was like you know boxing with words you know um and then there were a bunch of a bunch of dudes started coming out with the name hurricane so i I just i cut it short and it it kind of stuck and then like my first mixtape ever was in 2010 and it was that was like when i when I changed my name to the first mixtape, it was called Kane is the name. And then that became like a moniker, like, you know, things that I always say. And so a lot of people think that my name is Kane is the name. Cause that's also like my, on social media, that's right, right, yeah, right. everything is Kane is, the name, Kane is the name, Kane is the name.com, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I got started probably when I was like, when I started rapping, I was probably ten or eleven, like in middle school, just um, like we already touched on a little bit. I'm just a naturally creative person. it, it kinda runs in my family a lot of like both of my grand grandmothers were professional artists. Oh nice. Um yeah, like at the uh, you know the torpedo factory in Alexandria? Yes. Uh, right downtown. Yeah, my grandmother had a studio there for, you know, twenty years. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of my family members were in that kind of, you know, the visual arts as well as, like, performance arts and stuff. So I think it was just kind of in my DNA. And so I always have had, like, the desire to create. Um, And, you know, I started, you know, I used to paint and draw and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, when I was in, like, middle school, I I started writing, you know, creative writing, and then that turned into rapping with some of my friends and, you know, passing around Mm -hmm. a notebook during... During the school day and shit, and then that turned into in high school, you know, banging on the tables at lunch and freestyling, and then uh, playing football. We would uh, we would make disc disc records about the the team we were gonna play every week, and that became a thing where people people would anticipate, and uh, and so yeah, then it just I started taking it seriously when I got yeah around probably yeah around 2010 um i went to i went to college at vmi i played football there um and then you know i was trying to to go to the next level and that didn't work out um so then i was kind of like this is cool cuz now i can finally focus on just the music cuz before it was always you know, football and music. I was kind of splitting time, so...
1: Right.
2: Yeah, in 2010, um, when Did I was in to trial? school, that's when Did I... Did you go to try a
1: trial? Combine it
2: up and everything? Uh, nah, I was in contact with, the, like, my school pro days and shit, but um, no, like, big combines or anything. Um, I was in contact with a couple of teams, because I was a long snapper, too. I played tight end, but I was a long snapper. Right. And so... That's how I was trying to finesse my way. Into long snappers can have long as, careers. As, as, exactly, and that's what you know. I was I was good, and you know I was I wasn't good enough as far as tight end. I wasn't good enough as far as having the intangibles. so I'm only six two. Mm-hmm. I was about two thirty five, two forty, and at my, my senior year, and then I I wasn't like a seater you know, and so it's I if you're 6'2", 245, I mean, that's like Shannon Sharp. He ran 4'4". You know what I'm saying?
3: So
2: right. I, well, I I didn't have all those intangibles, but I was a damn good long snapper. And a lot of long snappers at the level aren't that athletic, like, otherwise. You know, they can snap well. So that's why a lot of my coaches were trying to to get me to do that. But it didn't work out. And, um, I, honestly, I was, I was kind of cool with it because I was ready to just – live my life a little bit cuz i i was at DMI. it was a military school um i only went there because of the scholarship right um, right, right did you think but, about one of the military? No nah.
0: <laughs> like i said i was
2: <laughs> I, I was done with that life so i was ready to just kind of be an individual and and express myself and so that's that's the route i took you know and uh yeah so I've been at the, the rap game, ever since that you know my my uh my football career ended.
1: I'm sitting on my balcony, man, there's a helicopter buzzing around like we in Los Angeles. I don't even understand this shit. Is that a, was that a police helicopter?
2: Yeah, Yo, you breaking up?
1: No. Yeah, I was sitting in the, sitting on my balcony, and the helicopter's buzzing around.
2: Yeah, I heard, the, I heard the choppers after you when I Yeah, was I don't
1: talking. know what's happening. I'm like, really? this, this Is this where it's going down? <laughs> Arlington, Virginia? Word? Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: They're doing a mass lights spray. They're yeah. dropping lights off.
1: Yeah, they need to do something. <laughs> just just right through on a loudspeaker just saying, go home. Go the fuck home. Just do that.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> go
1: the fuck home. So after VMI, did you get a square job?
2: Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So I started working for uh for an alternative school for uh for kids that that uh you know the the public schools couldn't service because of behavioral uh problems. So mm-hmm. that that was kind of the route. Did you get I your degree in education? Was that your... No, no, I was a I was actually a business econ major. Um but it was just a job I kinda of fell into after yeah. school. I mean, and um, you know, one of my homies hooked me up with a job and And, um, you know, I kind of like it. You know, both of my parents are educators, so I guess that kind of maybe subconsciously played a a role in in holding a job like that. Um, But, yeah, so it held some other odd jobs as well, but that field is the one that, um, you know, I've worked in uh, for most of my professional career outside of music is the... Behavior world um, for you know like children with special needs and, and um, specifically with behavior behavior needs.
1: Man, that's a that's a calling job, dude. That's a job you got to a calling. You say what? That's a, what I call a calling job. You got to have a calling to do that.
2: Well, I guess so, man. I get you know a lot of people say you got to be patient to do that. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like I like working with kids, and I like. Uh, I like helping people, you know, when yeah. I can and, and, and giving back, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely, you definitely have to be patient in that job, but, but I don't even, I enjoy it, so I don't really, I don't really think about it like that. Like, I guess other people would draw attention to it like that. But
1: When did you make the turn yeah. into seriously pursuing music and start getting up? Were you in Richmond at the time?
2: No, so um, I was actually in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Okay. That's where I, that's, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: where are you from there. originally, here?
2: I was born in D.C., and then we lived in northern Virginia for for a little while, and then we ended up going, kept going further south. <laughs> so then staff, my pops is a high school football coach, so he okay. used to, and, and teacher, he used to teach up at Jeff Stewart and coach at Jeff Stewart High School. And Falls Church. Um, so then uh, we moved to, like, Stafford. And then when I was in high school, that's when we moved to Fredericksburg. So all my, my high school years were Fredericksburg. Then and you played for I your father?
1: Damn.
2: Yeah. hmm <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I have have, and, I, and I got three brothers, and we all played for them.
1: Damn.
2: <laughs> yeah, Massaconic High School, baby. That's not we an easy road, camp, man.
1: <laughs> Playing nah. for your dad.
2: I know. I know, it's tough. You know, and and especially like when we you know, freestyling at lunch, banging on the lunch table and stuff. He's walking by in the cafeteria, and right. all looking up in my head, oh shit. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> you better get your ass in that playbook. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Nah, he was cool though. He was a great coach, you know, he's a great coach. Uh, very successful career, uh successful program he's running right now, mass upon it. Um he's still coaching. Yeah, so he's still coaching, yep. He's uh chasing that state championship, man, because my my senior year we got to the state championship and we lost. Um both of our key players uh, got hurt. So it was tough. It was kinda it was it was kind of a, a tough situation going into that game. And then for Jeff Stewart when he was coaching the uh when he was coaching there, he made it to the state championship. But then my younger brothers were being born so he had to miss that game. So he, he didn't get the state championship then. So he's uh, he's had a lot of great teams and he's been been really far a bunch of times but just never never got the never got the belt, you know? Yeah. Never got yeah. that big one. But yeah, so um so after so after school when I graduated, then I'm like when I decided like it's time to really uh you know try my at this music shit that's when i moved up to the D.C. area so i moved up there around 2013 i I guess um and then yeah we're in the process of moving to richmond now
1: so what what, what scene kind of birthed you Say that again. Which scene, which music scene kinda of birthed Kane? Kinda of gave birth to Kane?
2: Um Yeah, uh it's weird because I think Virginia Virginia as a whole, no matter where you are, gets a lot of influence from the surrounding areas, right? Like we you know, we're influenced by the South. Um just because I think of, you know, location where Virginia is, we're influenced right. by by New York, um, I was in, yeah, feel, mm-hmm. all the surrounding um, areas that have big hip hop scenes. Because um, I mean, Virginia does have a, 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 a hip hop scene that I think a lot of people don't know about. I mean, if you watch the the Hip Hop Evolution series on Netflix, I think it's the Super Producers episode talks all about you yeah. know Richmond and the in the Virginia Beach area and all of that.
1: Well, Wasn't that um, Timbaland, um Missy, yep. Pharrell. Yeah. Uh Neptune's. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah. I mean uh, the list goes it was, on. That
1: was beefing with uh Drake who comes out of uh, comes out of there. Um Pusha. Oh, Pusha. Push yeah, Pusha. Push, yeah, and the yeah. clips. Yeah,
2: I mean that was like that was a big moment, like when the clips came out with Pharrell and everything. I remember that was I was in high school and that, that album was like gospel to Virginia hip hop you know Um, but yeah like the Fredericksburg scene is really small so like um, you know I made the most of it for you know for the the, what it for what it was but obviously the bigger scenes were to the north of me which was D.C. and then to the south of me Richmond so um, you know you're basically right between the two of them right so I was I was doing when I was living in Fredericksburg, I was traveling here north and south, and uh, so I said in one of my recent raps that I'm the bastard child of, uh, of Virginia, like John Snow, I'm, I'm I'm Virginia's John Snow, you know, yeah, because uh, like cause like I didn't have a home, you know, a lot of people don't even know where I'm from because I you know I, I represent like D.C. and the Northern Virginia area as well as like Richmond. Yeah, I thought you were um, Richmond. Right, yeah. Because you so don't Richmond really have right.
1: a lot. You don't really have a lot of go-go feel in your music. And every every right. artist that comes out of D.C. has go-go feel in their music, hip hop or other
2: yeah. Things. So that's something that I I still want to tap into more because a lot of my a lot of the musicians in my band they they either came up in go-go bands or they yeah. still are actively like my drummer Wes. He still plays with go-go. Men. He still plays with uh, series company. Um, French Sirius and them. Um, so, like, I have access to the go go community. Um, you know, I know Chuck Brown's son and his, uh, the, right. the Chuck Brown band and all of that. Daughter, um, so that's something KK. I want to tap into more. But, but yeah, as far as my live instrumentation stuff, it's more, yeah, it's, it's less go go feel. Although, if you come to a live show, you will, there are parts in the show where you'll feel that. Right. influence for sure, but it's more uh, jazz jazz, soul, funk fusion, you know, mixed in with some, with, with hip-hop and R&B. Um, but yeah, Richmond was the first place to really take me in. You know, that was the first place I started doing shows. That was the first place that ever played me on the radio. Um, but then BC was the first to show me like big love, on a on a on a bigger scale like I think it was either 2014 or 2015 I won this competition on wkys just like called the hottest in the DMV or something like that and I won that joint and you know they were playing my records on the on the radio it brought me up um on the on the radio station and then they I uh, was gonna perform at the festival rock the bells that was coming to to DC. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> yeah, man.
1: It's yeah. right in my and time frame.
2: So, yeah. Yeah, bro. So that was like a huge break for me. And then they canceled it two days before the show. They notified me that it was being canceled. Um, Just the whole show? Still, yeah, the whole show. Because they were, I mean, I I went, I remember I attended in 2008 just as a fan, I was there. And, I mean, they had... It was crazy. It was Nas, Common, Talib Kweli, Most Mos Def, uh, Big Boy from Outkast, Wu Tang. Um, uh, I mean, you listed. It was from 12 to 12. It was all day, right? So the year I was supposed to be on it, they kind of just overbooked it and tried to make it too big at a time when the economy wasn't doing so well. So they, they made it a three-day event. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was everybody... From all those names that I just mentioned, as well as Kendrick Lamar, Drake, um, uh, who else? I mean, it was literally anybody and everybody you could think of, from new school to old school to just amazing, amazing three day schedule of hip hop. And it was just the tickets were like a hundred dollars. So people a hundred dollars at the at the lowest. You know, you could get these packages and they weren't they weren't selling and it failed in New York. Right before they came to DC, and they pulled the plug on the whole thing, and uh, that was a big bummer. But, um, but still, a lot came from that um, for me. You know, like a lot more. That was kind of the start of me getting more and more opportunities. So, so I got mad love for for DC.
1: Yeah, I noticed that you you started getting work like City Winery and and around in areas. You know, uh, you know I see mm-hmm. I see where you're at. you know you're working you working a lot in the area have you started to branch off into the Philly area up into New York yet?
2: Yeah yeah Um, so New York I hadn't been there in about a year or two but there was for a while I was going up to I was doing shows in New York at least once a month Um, and yeah I've hit Philly um, a few times as well Um, but that's something that we're trying to put together I <laughs> see this thing is the cell phone if shit is fucked up, man. It's, yeah. It's the fucked up everything. A, put, yeah, we're in the process of putting a tour together um with the band, so Yeah, I, how I, did you
1: how did you go about only, deciding to use a band and not and not a DJ? So
2: I always wanted when shit really started popping, I guess like in two thousand fourteen, my the way I chose to do live shows as DJ drummer. I just love the aspect of keeping it real, you know, keeping it hip hop with the DJ and the live scratching, but also having that that feel of the drummer and how it really fills in, fills the beat and just fills the room, you know?
1: Yeah, well, that's the um, sound of the fucking so drummer. Just, you, can't, you can't beat that. That sound of the fucking drummer. Yeah, man. That's what I, I, I always said like that that's
2: the way I was going to perform. Always, if I ever had a say, a say in it. And my drummer relocated to Atlanta. And so when he left, he, I was like, yo, you can't just leave me. Like, I need a drummer. Like, And he's like, I got you. I got, you know, there's, you know, there's a big community um, in D.C. and Maryland of musicians. If you're a musician in that area, they all know each other, especially yeah. the drummers for some reason. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so he put me on um, with a couple different drummers, but I really linked with uh with Wes Wes Watkins and he um he is just an incredible incredible talent and uh yeah I guess it was just I just got lucky kind of, you know, we meshed and that turned into um you know him drumming for me with the DJ drummer sets and then he he kinda of brought me in with his band and then we um we kind of started something there and uh and so now like for the past year or two most of my shows, even if it, even if it's a cane show as opposed to a got my own sound show, Got My Own Sound is the name of the thing. It's like Got a
1: My Own Sound Seven
2: okay. Got My Own Sound. Yeah, it's like a seven, eight piece, like I said, soul, jazz, funk, hip hop, R and B, very versatile. It's it's a dope live show. Right. Um but but so if I'm doing that or if I'm doing my show with, you know, a Kane show, I prefer now to have like DJ, bass, drums and keys. That's that's what I prefer now. Yeah. Um so you're still getting that, that hip hop feel with the live track you still have to, the track but it's tracked out to where, you know, the keys will fill in, in certain certain spots and um you know the the bass really thickens up the, the track and then, you know, the drummer the, the drums are heartbeat so, so yeah.
1: yeah yeah that's that that funky drummer uh what influences what influences what I guess the simplest way to say it is what influenced your style of hip hop and and uh, R&B and your rhyming your rhyming style what influences do you draw from who do you draw from
2: yeah Oh man um the Fuji's I think we've had a conversation about Hold the on Fugees to because i 'cause before, I'm gonna hit you with your, I'm gonna
1: hit you with your top five MCs later on in the conversation, but right now we're just talking Oh
2: about man, this. okay, okay. That's that it, it, that is forever changing. Oh, absolutely. Like, Might change all the time, but always changes like every week. I got yeah,
1: a number one now, I, I got right a now. number one that never changes, but everything else kinda of floats around.
2: <laughs> okay. I, I wanna hear that. Yeah. But um the Fuji's album really changed my life, uh the score. Like that was I know one of the biggest influences on me. Um, Outkast, for sure. Uh, um, Wu-Tang. Eminem, obviously. Biggie. And Kanye West, like, was a big... Kanye was a big part of... You know, because, like, when when I was younger in middle school and in high school, even, I still... The climate of the game was different. Like gangster rap was really hot. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it was all. It wasn't too many alternative like forms of hip hop. Like so, I was kind of insecure younger. Like yo, know, I, I I'm good at rapping. Like, but I don't know if I have a place in in the culture. Like I I don't know if I can, you know, be myself and 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 be a rapper. You know, and and do this. Um, but Kanye was kind of, like, a big uh, influence as far as, like, yo, you can do this. Like, yeah, if back- he on his first album with the college dropout, he's yeah. talking about, you know, normal life shit. And yeah, life backpack, is life for every, everybody.
1: That yeah. Mm-hmm. That backpack rap kind of came into vogue. Yeah. Him, um, who was his boy that he had... Um, not Kendrick before uh, a Lupe fiasco, you know
2: mm-hmm. oh man lu Lupe is another one man that just a fanatic of I was just a fanatic, and then like uh the root black thought, of course, right. uh common both death I had you know when i when I discovered that whole you know kind of subgenre of yes. I don't like the term conscious rap, but so just you're right. I was about to say you're right
1: on rap. the edge of of woke rap. Are you are you rapping about that in your in your shit? Uh, yeah, but like you know, I,
2: I've tried to toy with different ways to try to explain my style, but it's just it's just hard to do. But I used to call it like semi conscious reality rap, meaning like if you're going to get some conscious rap, but I'm not going to beat you over the head with it and preach to you. I'm also going to have fun. Yeah. Um, that's and i really I'm just
1: that's how I am with my comedy yeah. <laughs>
2: that's
1: exactly mm-hmm. how I am yeah. with my comedy because I can beat you up with it if I want to but then we're not having a good time
2: <laughs> right exactly so I try to, to keep a balance and you know it's just I try to talk about my life and and life you know we all experience the same shit no matter what your circumstances are we all experience love you know loss death and the, the fiction, these things that just everybody deals with you know and so I try to do that in in a dope way I'm a pride I'm a prideful tendency you know I, I take a lot of pride in every line and word that I write Right. so I would say you know but, right. but what's yeah your, so what's that's your writing why.
1: style do you sit down do you sit down and just write or do you just write as it comes
2: um yeah no I I sit down I sit down and I write I just started writing in actual notebooks again because okay. that's how I started but then I transitioned into uh, into writing on my phone you know just because it's it's always accessible um, and easy to just quickly do that but there's there's a tactile part of writing in a notebook and you, you kind right. of can feel it you know you can You're kind right. of feel it more so I'm trying to get back to that 100% for um, me it's a
1: yellow pad something about a yellow pad
2: yeah, I got all different crazy pads. I got, you know, yeah. just, and I hoard them, too. I keep them in bought old ones so I can go back. Man, look at the shit I was writing when I was 13. It's fucking Absolutely. hilarious. Man. Absolutely. Go with old jokes, Go
1: back and look at them. Look at this dumb shit. <laughs> I see what the idea was. Maybe I can do something with this.
2: <laughs> right, right. Some of it ain't that bad, but some yeah. of it is just, like, crazy trying to rap like cannabis and shit. <laughs> miracle, spiritual miracle. Yeah.
1: Oh, you say yeah, yeah. cannabis. Yeah, I, I
2: went through a cannabis phase. I went through Can a cannabis I phase. Bus. Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad he he fell off. I'm so glad uh, LL Ethan. Man, why? That hurt my heart a little bit. Like, I was just done was- with him when he was just... T- I'm like, you can't listen there are certain people you can talk shit with and start with start with rap. You can't, as a young MC, go at LL Cool J. It doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that
2: was, that was crazy. That's
1: like a young MC going at Run DMC. What are you doing? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it
2: yeah.
1: It doesn't make sense. It. You know?
2: But, I mean, and at the time, I think I was pretty, like, oh, and LL was another one. Like, he was the first rapper that I wanted to be. Like, I was a little... Dumbass walk, walking around with my pant leg up, trying to <laughs> trying to find trying to find a tangle hat at You know, fucking white like, kid with the fucking pant leg up. <laughs> but but at the time I was so into cannabis shit. I thought that second round knockout was in it. But then like nowadays, if you listen to the, the first shit. Ll, I mean, he, he fit in, man. Yeah, LL really.
1: Yeah, I don't I mean, think I don't think enough.
2: Literally.
1: I don't think we give enough credit to how good LL was. We really don't. As and just based on just rap style, longevity of his career, number of hits he had. Yeah, man. I don't think we give him enough credit. When you never hear him mentioned for anybody, you know.
2: Yeah, you. You you don't, yeah. You don't hear him in enough top five lists. I usually say the same thing about Snoop Dogg. I think Snoop, in the same fashion, with longevity and just his crossover ability, doing everything, doing movies, and I mean, but but even aside from that, I mean, like his albums were amazing. Doggy Style is one of the best, like, debut albums of of all time.
1: Right. Um.
2: so, yeah. Well, here's a this here's a, a problem
1: right. with that, though. Do you put that on Snoop, or do you put that on Dre? Well, I mean, you can't. do they both get the credit together? Well, I. That's tough. Nah, no, I think Snoop.
2: I, I think I think two separate things. I think yeah, that's just, I think it's a different discussion. But I see what you're saying. I yeah. see how you're saying it could take take some of the shine
1: away from Snoop. Right, but, right. I've kind of always felt Ray. that about him, about his about his hip-hop career, that there's always kind of been a thing of, if you hadn't hooked up with Dre, this doesn't happen for you, you know. But Dre would have been Dre without Snoop, you know what I mean? But yeah, if Snoop doesn't know Dre, then there's no, there's no Snoop.
2: Right. You know. Right, but... Yeah, I, I still think he deserves credit. As Absolutely. As he, um, just even after Dre put him on and all of all of the other records that that he's done, and I think he is also if we if, if we made like a a top five, and this is shit that people don't care about no more. But as far as freestyling, like Snoop is is is, a, is an elite freestyler. Right.
3: Like a lot right. of
2: his verses on record, he's just freestyling. And I was starting that discussion with one of my homies the other day. He is one of the best freestylers of that time.
1: Right. So who's your top five? My top five MTEs? At least today. Yeah, okay. Today
2: what's today? Uh, March thirtieth? It's my it's my top five list. March, March thirtieth in the age of the Rona. In the age of the Rona list. All right, we got and
1: say okay, black thought. Yeah. So he's your I one. He you going from five to one, or one to five? Oh, we oh we ranking them like that. If you okay. want to do it, that's oh. fine. If you just want to, you just want to do five and not and not put a number on any of them, I'm fine with that. Or if you want to do a number, I'm fine with that too.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna start with no number in no particular rank okay. or order. We're gonna go black thought. Nas. Nice. M&M.
1: That's a good
2: one. Okay. Whew. Down to two. Jay-Z.
1: All right. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And then this this one. Yeah, I gotta go Biggie. I gotta go Biggie.
1: Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Huh. That's a good strong list. My list kind of floats around. Out. Daily. Sometimes week to week, sometimes day to day. My number one that never changes is Rakim. Never changes.
3: Mm.
1: Never changes. He's always my number okay. one. Okay. Because if I'm and I'm serious about this, if if there's no Rakim, hip hop may not be what it is today. I
2: firmly one hundred percent agree. I firmly you know, believe was, that.
1: So if you take Rakim out, he, then we have a problem as far as hip hop. So he's always my number yeah. one.
2: Yeah. No, I, I agree. You Everybody know, he, else. Is he Jay-Z. was the first. He was the first with the multi-syllable rhyme. Right. You know, like there was right. definitely, be you no know, yeah, no, right. definitely no Jay Z because uh, right. Jay Z was influenced by him and Big Daddy Kane. Right. And right. then no Big right. Daddy Kane, no Rakim, no Big Daddy
1: Kane. So if you take Rakim right. out, hip hop changes radically into what it is today. So. He's always going to be number, my number one. From there... I like that. Uh, Black Thought.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, if you catch me on the right day, I might say Pharaoh Monch. Uh, mm He's a guy that I think gets left out of discussion a lot, but his but his cadence and his flow and his word selection is really yes. strong. Yes.
2: Oh,
1: really yeah. Strong. Yeah. Uh... I mean, I want to say Jay-Z. It seems like a popular pick for everybody. But I can't think of anybody that could really eclipse him. Facts. I mean... Yeah, I just... Yeah, because he- I mean, I want to, but I can't think of anybody that can really... That just based on longevity of career, and again, cadence, flow, uh, particularly and after what he did on 444, where he really did adult hip-hop... After
2: yeah, that, man. And,
1: uh,
2: right, and his his impact his impact as well just on the culture, and, right. And right. like you said, which, what he what he did with four four four,
3: right. I mean,
2: he has been doing at all of his albums. He evolves as he grows. He right. evolves, and right. that is, I think, particularly hard to harder to not, do now. Not just
1: his impact and, on not just his impact on the music culture, but if you watch uh, Chris Rock's special tambourine there's a moment mm-hmm. in Tambourine where he turns and he stops being I shouldn't say stops being he shows you more of Chris Rock a lot more he talks about his divorce, he talks about cheating on his wife, he talks about all this type of stuff it's the same vein of what Jay Z did with 444 yeah. and uh, you can yeah. see those influences going, going from, one, from one genre to another genre Absolutely. You know, so stuff like that. So for that reason, I mean, you got to – Like, I feel like I'm like I got to put him on a list. I can't not.
2: Yeah, you, you, know, you got so to. At this point, he is definitely one of the goats.
1: So that's four, and I need one more. Uh,
2: so so you putting Trey Amon in
1: there? Uh, man, listen, I – He's so good. <laughs> he's he is. So no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge Fairmont fan so I'm a huge Fairmont fan. He's so
2: good. I've seen him live <laughs> a handful of times. Uh, huge fan. So and I'm not really, against it. And
1: I really like Fonte from... Uh, from oh, yeah.
2: Brother. Me too.
1: You know, yep. he's another guy I was lucky enough to talk to a couple of times on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, I threw a up through somebody else who was able to hook me up and I was able to talk to him a couple of times and, and I really like, I really, I, I knew about Little Brother a little bit but I was more, more uh, in tune with Foreign Exchange mm. and then he came back mm. with that, uh, with that solo album and then another Little Brother album in the same year. Oh, shit.
2: <laughs> yeah man you know? and then the, the, his his solo album that
1: he dropped last year yeah that one was called, yeah let like the Lord watch that album made the Lord watch yeah that album yeah when you see me in the gym I'm probably of, listening uh, to that of the little brother no his solo album <laughs> hold on okay. yeah I'm probably yeah, listening yeah. to his solo album and then I've listened to it and I'm always listening to the little brother you know I lose you
2: Oh, no, no, no. It, it was in 2018. No News is Good News. No that News is Good News. Solo.
1: Yeah, he just dropped it out of nowhere on uh, Twitter. That album amazing. And that was amazing. That album is so good. So, you know, I don't want to leave. I don't want to say he's he's better MC than Biggie. He's just more versatile. <laughs> you know, he's just. He's so versatile. It's like he's like a 4 2 player. You know?
2: But Biggie was like Biggie was to me and I think this is why Jay Z is is so dope and why they're able to trans trans transition into different decades and shit, even though Biggie, you know, yeah, well, has past albums yeah. but they're right. Like, but they both are so versatile effortlessly though. Right. Like right. they can make and because they, they're always staying true to, you know, to who they are, staying true to, to, to the streets and, and where they came from, but able to make a party record like um, like Big Tenrec, you know, for, for, for example, yeah. with Jay Z, and then and then then he's on the four 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 shit like, and it's on a bigger scale, I think, than than Fonte. I don't know. I that's mean, you're just, right because
1: he's he's been able to have, but if you go into Fonte's little brother catalog, there's some really deep shit in that catalog, you know. Oh facts. Except no, he's that's singing. What? That's the thing. He's singing and rapping, but he's singing, singing about his hit his breaking up his marriage and being a father and you know. Right. It's just a no, lot I'm, of I'm, there's I'm, a lot I'm, of depth in that.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Okay, I see what you're saying. You so maybe for saying? vocally yeah. um and uh, as far as genres of I mean, more, more versatility. Yeah, there. he's just a little you more. Know, he's with, just a
1: little more versatile. And yeah, we never I got see to see, see a four-four-four moment from Biggie, which I would have liked to have seen.
2: Right, I it think, would be crazy to see what him and Bach would be doing
1: right now. It was. It was interesting hearing Common talk about that, about how we're coming into an age of dad rap, where you know people. There hadn't really been any middle-aged rappers, <laughs> you know. Right. So what do middle-aged rappers rap about? And now we're seeing it, you know. And it's okay, you know. It's it's a There's viable fire. thing.
2: It's fire. Like, right. The fourth more
1: bullshit
2: was incredible. Common's last album was right. amazing. Right.
1: Right. Um, yeah, he's uh, definitely I he's mean, definitely in my second my second tier. Common. Yeah, he's probably leading my second tier. This guy, has got like right. Common, most dev problem with most deaf is that he doesn't have a lot of longevity that's the problem with most deaf he doesn't have I a know, lot of man. product he's there and he, as an what entity yes but he doesn't have a lot of product
2: what he puts out is so
1: yeah it's crazy but it's this this the same thing with Andre 3000 you
2: know he's, a, he's, on my two, he's, the, he's the one that I I didn't get in that top five today but sometimes I put yeah. him in top
1: five yeah but, but it's the same it's like my, my boy calls him the baby daddy of rap he shows up He gives you something nice. He gets you amped, and then he
2: disappears. (laughs) Right? And he goes and plays the flute. Yeah, he's in in an airport playing a
1: flute. You're like, what the fuck, Dad? Take me to go get some Dairy Queen. (laughs) It's like, now I got to play this flute, son.
2: (laughs) Damn. You know, he's He's a baby daddy rap. That's
1: that's the only problem I have with him. He should be. I heard him on a uh, interview with Rick with Rick Rubin's podcast, and he was saying that the pressure of being Andre is the thing that has driven him away from from uh, hip hop.
2: I, I can feel that, man. From
1: laying down new uh, tracks, is how do how do I compete with myself?
2: Right. You know. I can dig that. It's, yeah, that is definitely a thing. You know.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, artists understand that. I get it. <laughs> artists understand that. You know, I yeah. think the average civilian is like, "Fuck that, man! Just go in the studio." I'm like, "It's not not like that." He's he's got a it's standard like in that. his mind, and he's like, "I can't meet the standard."
2: Yeah, and I think I think you know, part that's that's part me the same issue with most deaths. Yeah, know? it could I be. Think, I think he's just. I, I think he's just not. Um, he doesn't care about keeping up. with a deeper person. He doesn't care about keeping up with the challenges.
3: Right,
2: like right. The, uh, you know how many albums I've dropped right. and this and that. I mean, I think right, he right. wants to, I think his goals are different.
1: You also got the thing of am I going to put? Am I going to put another album that's as good as uh, Black on Both Sides? That's the blackest right. album I've ever heard ever in the history of albums. It's the blackest album I've ever heard. Right. It's like, is he going to be able to come up with something that good again?
2: Right. I love the ecstatic album though. That was one of the album. more, more recent ones. I mean i but I'm a I'm a fan, I love all of this shit. Um that's a, that's The New Danger, album. I was a big fan of that. Um Um and then Black Star too. You know, he's gotta right. live up to Black Star as well. He's right.
1: He's
2: black right. on both sides.
1: Right. Are you gonna be able to come up with something something that strong again? I mean that pressure's gotta be on you at some point.
2: For yes. sure, yeah. But he, he actually, I just saw a, a, a segment on, I think it was on CNN uh, or MSNBC. He, was, uh, he came out with an album, but uh, there was the only way that you could experience this album. It was in an art exhibit in, I think, Brooklyn. And you would come in and you would pay to get in. You would put headphones on and go around and look at this art exhibit this yeah, art I can see it that goes along with the album. I can, and, it, um, I can see
1: him doing some shit like that, yeah. So yeah,
2: he did He did that, I think, either earlier this year or, or at the end of year. Yeah, that makes perfect sense.
1: Coming from him, that makes perfect sense. That's some right. fire shit, I'd pay money for that.
2: That's, yeah, it's really dope. I wish I could have expanded right. that. I'll pay money for that.
1: Where do you see yourself, let's wrap this up with, where do you see yourself going with hip hop, you trying to are you trying to find the deal? Or are you gonna to try to go in the direction of uh, Little Brother and Fontaine, and an independent, just do independent right. shit, and try to put yourself over that way? Or where do you see yourself going? Yeah,
2: yeah, that's where I see myself going, man. I'm um, I, I I'm I'm okay with with being a quote unquote niche artist, even though that gets a lot of even though. Okay, I'm a artists, I'm a hip you know?
1: hippie to some new shit. And Patrice O'Neill taught me this. Uh, it's not niche artists. It's boutique. It's what? It's boutique. You're a boutique right. artist. You there know? you go. I like that a lot better. Go to See, these little. These people like. go to these little boutiques and get a certain type of thing at these little boutique stores. Yeah, I bro. Mean, just for, a boutique. It's for a certain taste. Right. Yeah, it's for a certain,
2: for a certain taste level. And, I, right. and I'm okay with that. And that's what my whole last album that I put out, uh, shit! Almost a year ago now, last May. I put out last May. It's called closer to nothing, and it and it talks a lot about that defining your own success and letting go of this idea that you have to have a certain level of you know monetary success or mm-hmm. a certain level of clout or fame. And for a lot, the beginning of my career, I was I, I was focused on that type of shit, and now, um it's I'm at a point where I'm cool being closer to nothing. I'm I'm cool with just being myself and putting out the music that I want to make. And if you, you know, enjoy it as well, then you, you, you come with me, but I'm not going to conform or try to get out of pocket to get a deal or to get a bunch of uh, unnecessary attention towards a person that I'm not even, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm cool with making that boutique, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, the boutique. Music. The, I call and, it the boutique experience on stage. Yeah. I look at it like this. If I could, as far as stand up, if I can get, uh, if I can get a thousand people to want to come see me, not even a yeah. thousand, I, I would even take, if I can get 500 people to sit in an audience and want to watch me for two shows yeah. on, on a Friday night could and Saturday night. Pay yep, fifteen you just put the words a person. Out of my mouth. yeah, paying ten fifteen dollars a person for four shows, and I can do that three weekends out of the month, Psh, I'm happy <laughs> I'm yep happy.
2: exactly I'm happy with that exactly that's that's exactly uh that's exactly where I'm at with it right now, and then i'm I'm close to that, you know I feel like yeah. it's right around the corner, you know it's just like consistently we need that We need that thousand consistently, you know what I'm yes saying? um. So um, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited about where it's going and you know my future with it. I just hope this Corona shit ends soon so we can oh, get back it's gonna on stages and stuff. It's you and just, me both, you know. What
1: are we gonna be when it's over? But it's gonna end. It's not so much the people. It's what is the is our government gonna be? What is the machinations of government going to be when this is over? That's that's what kind of worries me but other than that right we'll be here yeah <laughs> you know we'll be here yeah but what are the Massachusetts the sure. government going to be hey man i want to thank you for yeah. doing this with me man i appreciate you uh, man thanks a lot for having me man this shit came off exactly like i thought it would you were a real one so i knew that we would have a real conversation um you want thank to give you, the man. people some um, some no listen we've never played your music on the podcast uh, because we have a thing about, we used to play a lot of music, <laughs> a lot of music. And then we kind of, we were like, mm, it's, at some point some artist is going to come for us. So we stopped playing people's music. If there's anything you want, if there's any song that defines you and you want to attach it to this podcast and then let the people hear what you got, just email it to me at threeguyson. The word three guys on all words spelled out, at gmail.com. And we'll attach it. Okay. We'll attach it to the podcast so people can hear it and go to it. Also attach your um any type of your social media stuff like that so we can we can put that on the podcast as well.
2: Okay, dope.
1: Yeah. So, Remember just the word three. Three guys on at gmail dot com.
2: Three guys on. All yep. right. Yeah, man. So people will, can get a so people can get that. a
1: taste. So people can get a taste to you. And letting them while we're talking, let the people know what's your uh your social media stuff.
2: Yeah, all my social media, Twitter, Instagram, is uh is Kane is the name. So at Kane is the name that's C A N E is T H E name is the name, all correct grammar. Kane is the name. Uh my website that's the main hub where you can get the links to all the Different music platforms, Spotify, iTunes, all that. That's mm-hmm. KaneIsTheName.com. Um, so that's how you can find me. And then, or you know, just search in Google "Kane is the name," and that's where all my shit will pop up. Like I said earlier, I should probably just change my name to Kane Is The Name. There you but, go. Because that's how you find me.
1: There you go. Thanks so much for doing this for me, man. And I'll be letting you know when we post this. It'll be going up uh, shortly. Hopefully, we'll be back in the yeah, gym. Man. Maybe a month. Maybe two months. Hopefully, sometime.
2: I know, right?
1: Hopefully, I will see you soon. But yeah, man, thank you. Yeah, man. I'm Enjoy trying to it. come see you work, too. So hopefully, when that shit jumps off again, then I can be an audience and watch you work. Yeah, likewise. All right, brother. Likewise. I got it. All right, man. Take care, man. I'll stay stay rolling free. All right. You too, man. All right, brother. Peace, man. All right.
2: Peace.